Hi everyone, this is Saud Masood and welcome to episode number six of the Saud Masood podcast, where we share, learn, and grow together. Today I want to talk about the rising levels of anxiety, stress, and depression in the society, despite the fact, despite the fact that we're living in very abundant times. What do I mean by that? Well, if anyone of you has read this book, Factfulness, by Hans Rosling, Factfulness, 10 Reasons We Are Wrong About the World and Why Things Are Better Than You Think. Now, the book has tons of really interesting facts, but let me just summarize some of them for you to just get a sense of how different our perception of the world is compared to the reality of the world we live in. For instance, I never knew that majority of the world lives in middle-income, not low-income countries. I didn't know that extreme poverty has not increased and, as a matter of fact, has been halved in the last two decades. I also didn't know that the number of deaths from natural disasters in the last 100 years has been halved. When you talk about children and education and health, well, 60% of the girls worldwide have been able to finish primary education. That is astounding. I didn't know that statistic. 80% of the world's one-year-olds have been vaccinated. That's great. That's, that's really something to celebrate. And then 80% of the world has access to electricity. So I can go on and on and on coding your statistics, but the reality is the world we live in today is a far better place than it used to be. However, despite all of that, our perception of the world we live in today is worse off. We are more depressed. We are more angry and frustrated and short-tempered and, and insulated. And I, when I talk to my friends and I talk to my students, typically the culprit that they talk about is social media. Well, we are depressed because we're spending a lot of time on social media. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. That's not good enough an answer. You can't just blame your depression on social media. Because social media is just as bad or evil, like some people put it, as McDonald's. What do I mean by that? Well, you know when you eat at McDonald's, you know it's not the most nutritious food. You know you don't intend to eat morning, afternoon, night at McDonald's. Yeah, it's convenient, it's fast food, it's, it's tasty um, to many, and uh, you know, it's economical, and there's a brand associated with it, so you, know, you just go with the flow. But you do know that if you abuse, as in you eat day in, day out, all the meals at McDonald's, it's gonna start affecting your health. It's gonna start, you're gonna start putting on weight, you're gonna be more depressed. Why? Because the food is not nutritious. It's typically not associated with natural organic food. So you know, and this, you don't need a rocket science to figure this out, you know already that this is not just fast food, but it is primarily junk calories. So the issue that I'm trying to say here is not with McDonald's, it's with our choices. We choose to go to McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't come to us. McDonald's 
is a byproduct of our demand as consumers. No different than Facebook, no different than Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or what have you. So when we think about social media, yeah, if you're going to spend 10 hours on Facebook every day, yeah, it is going to start affecting your life, you bet. You do 10 hours of anything, it's going to start affecting your life in one way or the other. But that's the abuse part. If you use Facebook to stay in touch with people, that's great. That's fantastic. You never had this opportunity before. Now you do. But do we really stay in touch or are we just browsing through everyone's profiles and we want to know what everybody's doing and we have this fear of we're missing out on something that you know others have put on, on, their, on their pages or posts or whatever? We're really not staying in touch. We're mostly just procrastinating. And that's on us. That's not on Facebook. Now, I'll grant you this, that whether it's a McDonald's or a Facebook, they're clearly, they know our weaknesses. They clearly know our natural tendencies. And in a free market, like the one we have, or at least the perception that we have, the, the choice is also free for the consumer. The consumer can decide, I do not want McDonald's for me or my family. Don't go there. You can delete the Facebook app. It's your free choice. So instead of finding the scapegoat in social media or other, um, you know, sort of low-hanging fruit, if you will, let's be real. So my, my point in this episode is to acknowledge the fact that yes there is depression there is stress and it is for many reasons you know when somebody starts comparing themselves to a perfect life on instagram absolutely you can understand why you know what you like what you see in the mirror is what you don't like and what you see on the screen you obsess over it affects your self-worth your body image for a lot of people it is hard to go out there in the world and really connect. So we, we may have hundreds of friends online, but our communication skills or one-on-one skills or in, interpersonal skills may still be extremely poor. And I see this a lot. I, I When I give these lectures at universities or I, I'm doing these seminars, I deal with hundreds, if not thousands of young folks, youth out there who's struggling with just basic confidence. But it's not just social media. It's the fact that our education is not sufficient. The skills we acquire in universities may not prepare us for the real world. So when we are unemployed, and clearly people who are unemployed have higher levels of depression and stress. They sleep differently. Their circadian rhythms are off. They sleep at a different time, wake up at a different time. Um, They sleep when the world is awake. They're awake when the world is asleep. And not only just that, that, you know, there's a a sense of rising unemployment and a concern about future where automation may wipe out 70% of jobs. So what are all these young people going to do? There's this anxiety about that. Are we really prepared for the future? There's anxiety about that. But before we go far into the future, let's just look at the current. We, what we put in our mouths, the food that we eat, the way we sleep, 
and then the lack of physical activity. Just put these three things together. How can any human being be in a good place? Because we are clearly not moving enough. There's very little physical activity I see around me. It's not uncommon to see people signing up for gym memberships and not showing up. A gym owner told me one time that 15 to 20% of the people actually come and utilize the facilities, which is good business for him, but it's horrible business in terms of the user because we are paying for something we never use. So who's to blame there? Wellness industry, fitness industry is booming, but a lot of that has to do with our lack of discipline. We lose weight, we gain weight. We lose weight, we gain weight. We're trying to look like something. We start something, we stop something. And this cycle just sort of endlessly carries on. Again, it's on us. It's not on the gym owners or the machines or the, the trends. We can't blame Hollywood or Bollywood or what have you. Remember, these industries are byproducts of our demand. So we need to be real. And, and really what I'm talking to is parents right now, parents especially. Let's fix ourselves and fix our households. Our children are feeling more isolated than ever before. Please stop lecturing them. Stop judging them. Talk to them more. Find excuses to talk to them. Go for a walk with them. Ask them of what their interests are. You've got to meet the kids where they are. The onus is on us, not on the kids. Primary responsibility is still ours. We are the grown-ups in the room, right? Please encourage exercise, outdoors activity, outdoor activities. Kids are spending time in one room after the other room. It's chair or bed. Day in, day out. Either they're going to be sleeping or they're going to be sitting. They don't know what to do. They're like, everything's accessible. We just sit in a car, go to the university, sit in a chair, attend a class, sit back in a car, come back home, sit in our home, in our home and or sleep in the bed or lay in the bed and just surf the web. So encourage activity, action. Also encourage personal development and book reading. Push them into exploring the world at their own pace. Reading is a very different medium than videos. I've talked about this, I think, in my previous uh, episode. You've got to get them to understand their capacities and how you can improve them yourself as a person. Build resilience. Be somebody of meaning and purpose. How to find that purpose. How to strive for that. How to really chase your dreams and, and, and be ready for all the dragons that are going to show up along the way. We've got to get our kids to think for themselves. That's personal development. And then last but not least, we've got to make them into social servants. Let's teach somebody who doesn't know how to read. Let's clean the streets. Let's feed somebody who's hungry. But till you're not in service of others, it's a life that is under, underlived, in my opinion at least. We are depressed and sad because we are 
consumed with ourselves. As consumers, we're really consuming ourselves. We're not paying attention to nature. We're not paying attention to each other. We're caught up in our indulgences. We exceed our limits. We don't know how to contain ourselves. We don't know how to discipline ourselves. And whatever excuse it is, whether it's social media or fast food, we go to extremes. And based on that, our health suffers. The biology of our brain starts getting affected. We sleep wrong, we eat wrong, we talk wrong, obviously. Our social communication is far from desirable. Most people I talk to today have extremely short attention spans. They can't have a conversation for longer than a minute. And the only way we get out of this is we take 110% responsibility. I'll end with a quote by William Shakespeare. In Julius Caesar, he says, the fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. And with that, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope this episode was worth your time. I look forward to talking to you very soon. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.